Good morning, His People. Welcome to church. And uh, we're His People Church in Peter Maritzburg, South Africa. And you can visit our website if you want more info. And this morning, I want to just finish off our series we've been looking at, The Serenity Prayer. And this morning, I want to look at wisdom, which is the third aspect of the prayer. And my name is Jacques, and uh, there's, my, there's my pedigree. But the serenity prayer, God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can, and wisdom to know the difference. This is what we're looking at this morning, wisdom. What is this? Why is this so key? And we've looked at the two different aspects. There are times where we just got to release things to God, trust God, things we just we can't change. We've, we've looked at that. There's sometimes that we need the courage to make the change, to make a difference, to make things happen. Absolutely, and it's in God and with faith. But we need wisdom to know when do we release it and not waste our time and energy in virtue, and when do we uh, trust God for the breakthrough and do what we can to, to, see this, to see things come to pass. And so wisdom is the key. Wisdom is the key that helps us discern this. And I, I just want to highlight two Proverbs. In the book of Proverbs, there are these two verses, and they both highlight this truth, that wisdom is a building gift. If you want to build your life, if you want to build your family, you've got a business, a, a ministry, a studies, whatever you are building, Wisdom is a building gift. It says the wise woman builds a house, but with her own hands, the foolish one tears it down. You see, wisdom builds. And the Lord says, by wisdom, the Lord laid the earth's foundations. This planet, everything around us, the foundation was laid by wisdom. How did the Lord discern how to put it all together? It was by wisdom. How are you going to figure out the way forward to build your life the, the life that God has called you to, your family, your business, whatever, your studies, it is through wisdom. So let's go on. And I was uh, reading a book by Andy Stanley, and, and he highlighted the importance of questions. And that sometimes we can be endeavoring to get guidance through questions that are actually not useful not helpful. And for example, the question, is it right or wrong? Now, there are many instances that the question right or wrong is, is very helpful. It's a black and white situation. You know, should you, uh, you know, is it, is it right or wrong to steal something? Well, it's clear. It's a no-brainer. But there are many areas in life where it's not clear. For example, um, it's at the end of the year, and you've been working with a contractor, as, as I did when I was working as an engineer, a resident engineer. And the contractor offers you a gift or invites you to, the, uh, to a Christmas party. Is it right or wrong? That question is not helpful because sometimes the answer in that situation could be yes and sometimes no. Sometimes we need a better question. Um, is it right, for example to accept or invite to have lunch with a work colleague? Well, it depends. The right or wrong question could not be right. If you're married and there's a single you know, young lady in your office and you're feeling some sort of attraction to her, should you have lunch with a work colleague when it's her and 
you know, you battling in your marriage. Well, asking the question, is it right or wrong, is not maybe not going to help you because we can easily deceive ourselves and saying, well, you know, we need to have lunch, you know, there's, you know, whatever, coffee shop around the corner. We need to discuss some work in any case. Right or wrong may not help you there. We need sometimes a better question. And, and this is where I just want to honor Andy Stanley. He just, he speaks about this quite a lot. And it's, what is the better question? The better question is this. What is the wise thing to do? What is the wise thing to do? And so this question, I'm going to unpack it. It's from Ephesians 5 verse 15. And, and it says, be very careful then how you live, not as unwise but wise, making the most of every opportunity. You see, folks, if we're acting in wisdom, when opportunities come, we'll see them. We'll be able to seize them because that's what wisdom does. does. Wisdom is a building gift. It, it gives you eyes to see opportunities and to take them and make the most of them. Because the days are evil, therefore do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Understand what the Lord's will is. That is in the essence of, is the essence of wisdom. When we understand what the Lord's will is. And so this is why I'm saying that the better question is, what is the wise thing to do? And I want to just highlight it in three different areas. What is the wise thing to do in the light of my past experience? We all have a history. And that history has an impact on how we make decisions today. For example, if you... Uh, if, if alcohol has been a wrecking ball in your life, well then, maybe when you're at that cocktail party and the drinks are being passed out, for, it's not a good idea for you to grab that glass of champagne. But it may be a very different situation for the person next to you. Asking the question, is it right or wrong to have a glass of champagne? Well, that question may not be helpful. If you've battled or your fa- it's been a problem in your family and your life, then don't ask the question, is it right or wrong to grab the glass of champagne? Ask the question, is it wise in the light of my past experience to grab that glass of champagne? Well, you'll get a good answer. How about the next point? In the light of your current responsibilities. You know, folks, for example, if you are, have a small family, you've got a couple of kids, etc., it's very demanding, it may not be wise for you to accept say, work uh, assignments that take you out of town, away from your family for extended days at a time. It may not be wise for you. Is it right or wrong to go and work wherever? That's not going to be helpful. But in the light of your current responsibilities with, with a demanding young family, well, no, don't spend all your time traveling and away from home. And so again, wisdom will help you to discern that answer. And finally, in the light of your future hopes and dreams, what's the wise thing to do? In the light of your calling, where God's going to take you 10 years from now, that decision you're considering, how is it going to impact your future, your destiny? Decisions today determine your future. And so sometimes we need to step back and say, hey, how how would I view this decision 10 years from now? Looking back, how will that decision impact my life? And this little grid has just been so helpful for me to ask what is the wise thing to do in the light of my past, present, and future. So useful. But let's go on. This is the scripture I want to get to, James 3, verse 13 to 17, wisdom from above. And in this this, uh, portion of scripture, he speaks about wisdom from above and 
earthly wisdom. And you'll see what he says. He's so just straight about this. This is what James says. Who is wise and understanding among you? And I want to just before we go on, because he's unpacking what this person looks like. You know, I think we often think of kind of that intellectual person who knows it all that sage you know maybe you think of a university professor or somebody like that and and it, is that this picture of a wise person i'm just putting the question out there listen there's some amazing university professors some of them in our church with with amazing character and display godly wisdom but i'm saying sometimes what we think about is what wisdom looks like is different to how the Bible describes it. And in these verses, James unpacks it. He says, By his good conduct, let him show his works in the meekness of wisdom. In the meekness of wisdom? Wisdom and meekness? You know, I think, remember the Bible says, knowledge puffs up. I think many, there's, there's intellectual pride that masquerades around the world masquerading as wisdom people think whoa he's so wise etc but it's intellectual pride I, I mean i've seen it so close and and personal when i was at university just some of the lecturers i had to deal with it was wow i actually don't want my life to look like you but meekness of wisdom james actually unpacks it in verse 17 we're going to get there what does the meekness of wisdom look like we'll get there but verse 14 says but if you have bitter jealousy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast and be false to the truth. Those two aspects, I don't think anybody would want to see that in our lives. James just goes back to it in these verses, verse 15 and 16. He says, this is not the wisdom that comes down from above, but is earthly and spiritual demonic. Wow, that word, the word demonic, you see James doesn't uh, you, you know, keep things cuddly and nice. He's just saying it's demonic. I remember sharing some news with somebody one day, and, and literally the response was, that's demonic. And I was taken a bit by surprise. But hey, there is wisdom that is not of God that will not produce good things in our lives and doesn't. And that's just, this is Bible talk. This is the reality. There are different sources of wisdom. And we have got to be sure that we're not tapping in, into any of that stuff. For where jealousy and selfish ambition exist. There are these two aspects. Jealousy and selfish ambition. Again, there will be disorder. So yeah, what James is doing, he's saying, hey, this is the fruit. If we have jealousy and selfish ambition, this is the fruit. And the, 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 the ESV Bible just has the word disorder. But I went to the Amplified Bible. And this is how the Amplified unpacks this. This is the fruit of where we have this stuff, jealousy and selfish ambition. The Amplified says confusion, unrest, disharmony, and rebellion. Wow. And then it goes on to say, and every vile practice. And I just went to look at different translations. And the passion, instead of using term vile practice says every every form of meanness and i just i, I like the word meanness because I, I grew up with that word you know people saying he's mean or that was mean I, I just understand that and so you know when we look at this stuff over here you know it's it's kind of like when you come on the crime scene and you're looking for fingerprints 
you know, what happened over here? When we see confusion and unrest and disharmony and rebellion and meanness and, you know, vile practice, when we see that stuff, you know, I've so often been surprised when we're like, okay, what's the culprit over here? How, how come we seeing this stuff? What's going on? And you go back and you say, hmm, have we got, have we seen jealousy or envy? Same thing. Um, or maybe selfish ambition. And I've been surprised how often I'm like, you know, sometimes I've been like, mm, I don't think so. And you go back and you just look for the fingerprints and you say, you know what? There was definitely some selfish ambition here that resulted in this stuff, which is not great stuff. Nobody wants this in their lives or their business or anywhere. And so, folks, this is not, this is not the wisdom of God. And so if we are truly building God's way, we're not going to get this stuff over here. And I just want to say, you know, regarding ambition, I believe godly, there is a place for godly, pure ambition, a desire to serve God, obey Him, fulfill His call and His will. But it's, it's, it's that word before ambition, the word selfish. When that word comes in there, wow, then you get this other stuff. It's not pretty. It's not nice. We need to ask the Lord to just cleanse our hearts and purify our hearts. But let's go on to verse 17. Because in verse 17, he unpacks what does this wisdom look like. And he says, but the wisdom from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, open to reason, full of mercy and good fruits, impartial and sincere. It's as if James is describing a person here. Seven characteristics he highlights over here. If you were looking for wisdom, and more importantly, if you were looking at, is this wisdom? Can I listen to what this person, whoever he or she may be, is saying? question is let's look at it through this grid this bible grid is it pure peaceable gentle open to reason full of mercy and good fruits impartial and sincere do we see that if you see that i'm saying embrace it that will be a guiding light that is from heaven what i actually did i said okay if this is what it looks like let me just take each word i took each word and i just put it in uh, put the, the antonym, the opposite, down. And, and these are the words I came with. Impure, agitating, harsh, close to reason, judgmental, bad fruits, partial, insincere. I want to say that is not wisdom from above. Let's just say it's wisdom from below, to use James' language. This stuff here, you know, I think, I think all of us could say, wow. If we put those words there, I've seen that. I've seen that. I've heard that. I've encountered that. And folks, this is not the well that I believe the Lord wants us to drink from in any way. He wants us to drink from the well that is pure, peaceable, gentle, open to reason, full of mercy, good fruits, impartial, and sincere. What do we do with this? I think James puts it so succinctly in verse 5 of chapter 1. And if anyone 
longs to be wise. Ask God for wisdom and he will give it. Ask God for wisdom and he will give it. And that is, that is my prayer. And as we go to the serenity prayer, the last part of the serenity prayer is this, asking for wisdom to know the difference. And I want to pray this prayer for you again. But the, the aspect of wisdom, the aspect we, we, we really going to just trust God to impart to us wisdom. As we seek wisdom, as Proverbs, Solomon instructs his, his children to seek wisdom. As we have a heart of seeking wisdom, one of the expressions of seeking wisdom, we, we pray and we say, Lord, would you give us wisdom as James instructs us to pray. So let's do that. Lord, Lord, I do. I pray for every single one of us, Lord. I pray for wisdom. I pray for wisdom. And Lord, I want to pray once more the serenity prayer for every single one of us. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change. Courage to change the things I can. And wisdom to know the difference. Wisdom to know the difference. Lord, would you give that to us? In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you.